uploading artist audio insight Otcast verb interview with artists working today Otcast noun insights into the work and process hello and welcome to Otcast I'm your host Philip J. Mellon loading artist audio insight. Let me just welcome you, Claire Price, to Oddcast. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Um, and let me see, when when um, when you begin working, or, you know, a particular work or so, do you uh, use any sketches or preliminary work in the process? Um, well, my work, um, I do, I, I take photographs just as kind of I don't know they're not they don't actually become part of the work but I guess they're sort of part of my process of looking at things but um, I also do the the paintings are constructed from kind of digital drawings that I do in an old program called Clarice Works and so I do those drawings and I edit them and print them out onto acetate before yeah. projecting them projecting them up so in that sense they're the preliminary drawings I guess not all of those drawings kind of make make it to being on the canvas but um so I guess yeah that, those are my preliminary stages um yeah that's a that sounds like a lot of fun um I know I, I don't know why but uh acetate always seemed like a fun material to me and I know I guess in a way I, I gather it's not so so much of the final product but it's uh it lies in the process somewhere yeah, it's a funny thing, actually. I, I've just bought, because I'm doing a residency, I've just bought a digital projector. But part of me is quite sad, will be quite sad yeah. to take behind. Because I actually have quite a few books full of the acetate drawings, which are quite beautiful oh, wow. things in themselves. So Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah. Now, um, not not to uh, be nosy, but would you ever have a show of those digital drawings, or the, the the printouts? Yeah, I don't know. It's funny with my work. I feel like there's so many avenues and possibilities that I can go down with with this sort of quite what seems like quite a narrow set of sort of rules or ways of working. So I wouldn't rule that out. Um, right. But I haven't thought about it in the immediate future. But but who knows? Right, right, yeah. Um, well, that'd be cool to see. And uh, you know, if, you know, personally, I would love. Um, I'm really impressed with the website as far as how you know some of the detail shots. And I wanted to thank you for that, so you can actually see. Um, you know, uh, um, uh, close to the work as possible, you know, as one can through the internet and of course, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting and there's some mystery there too and I, I'm sure we'll talk about, but, um, um, I don't know what led me to that, but, uh, it's just, you know, I was looking at it earlier again and there's really some nice, um, I, I guess it's like lacquer paint. Yeah, but, yeah, I use, um, yeah, I mean, it's good that you mentioned about the details because I think that they're quite hard to convey. The process and what they really are on the internet, my paintings right. particularly. But um, yeah, they, I do use um, sort of like garage door paint and hammerite, or I don't know if you have that in America, but like just basically household materials. Right, right. Um, as well as, actually, I've just started using some oil paints for the first time ever, but I've been using these Japanese acrylic gouaches, which are very. Oh, yeah. They're really lovely, really sort of flat, really modern, really graphic. Oh, it's great, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess I really like the household thing because that kind of is all part of the whole abstract expressionist thing that I'm quite sort of right. romantic about, I guess. Sure, yeah. Now, do, does, do those uh, lacquer paints, um, 
or in, in, in the other things you use, um, does that particular paint, I guess, um, have a nice sort of um, sort of a texture that you can play with and manipulate, or like when it dries, I mean, is, it, is it thicker in some way? Yeah, I mean, well, I kind of originally the reasoning was that the Japanese gouaches are like really, really flat and right. sort of matte, whereas the the um, household paints have got like amazing kind of gloss to them. Um, yes, right. so it is really, and actually they're almost like 3D objects, the paintings, because they're kind of metallic and shiny, so as you walk around them then, you know, the light's hitting different things, but, um, yeah, I don't know, I guess I just really like the surfaces, the surfaces of them. Um, right. Yeah. It, and, um, uh, interestingly enough, some of that does actually translate, and I'm sure it's, um, you know, uh, a hundredfold when you see them in, in person, but um, there was one particular painting that... Um, um, it used like I don't know if it's a metallic gray or anyway it's um it, basically it probably speaks to a lot about a lot of the work that you have and you were able to almost sort of mask out or cover over some of the underlayers and some of the um, the textures were actually somehow enhanced rather than being you know washed away in in, in a way because of like the thing you spoke about like metallics and when you move the yeah the yeah light. yeah some of the uh, history of the painting comes through is that what you mean so you can see yeah in a sense yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting because what I quite like about them is I really also like kind of painters like Turner and and I really like romantic painting. So it's kind of like using these very toxic kind of urban materials but actually, and using like white spirit to wash it down and things like that, but actually trying to make kind of really quite romantic paintings as well in a really sort of modern way, I suppose. Right, yeah, it's interesting. Um, and, you know, the list of artists that I think inspire you were... Uh, you know, I, I noticed um, where, where, um, where, where, you know, sort of run the gamut over in the spectrum, which is interesting. Uh, just, you know, just talking about the history of painting and... Yeah, um, my list here, I, I I suppose my list that I wrote, which I thought was like people like Joan Mitchell, Helen Frankenthaler, Peter Lanyon, Patrick Heron, Albert Olin, Thomas Scheibitz, Blinky Palermo, Alex Hubbard... Andy Warhol, Turner, and Ongra, so I guess it's quite... Oh, yes, yes. You know, uh, it's quite a broad... Right, broad some classics in there, too. Yeah, some classics. Yeah, yeah, it's great, yeah. Well, you know, some of, you know, like, uh, you know, just, I mean, be it for, I can imagine for any number of reasons, whether it's composition or, you know, sort of handling of paint, and, you know, just wonderful, a wonderful list, so, and I'll, um, in, in, um, I'll include some of the links to, to those works as well in, in the blog post, so you know, so that. Oh great! Yeah, and um, now I know you. We've already kind of talked about this, but just to ask it, um, if if it sparks anything else, do you do you use any uh, technology in your work, like photos of the computer? Well, I use yeah, I use this old-fashioned uh, old draw, computer drawing work program called Claris Works, okay, uh, which is like. Actually, the origination of it, ste- it stemmed from I left art college in the very early 90s and I had to do a lot of terrible secretarial jobs. And to keep myself creatively alive, I used to draw drew drawings in this sort of like very uh, early drawing programs. Um, right. But so, yeah, I do these drawings and, and it's sort of such that the pixels in the drawings are very sort of clear. And I don't know, it's really, really basic. Um, right. And so I, yeah, I do that, and then I, I uh, print them out onto acetate, and then I project them up and draw them meticulously, each pixel by pixel. Yeah, I, that's that's great. Um, 
Well, sorry to interrupt there, but I, you know, you have my mind going, and uh, um, that 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 sounds really interesting, and I love how it shows up in your work with the, you know the sort of squared off shapes or you know the pixelated, like you said, and it's nice because it has you know your paintings have a nice mix of that, but as well as the wispy sort of um, you know how, how the paint leaves uh, the sprayer and, and things like that, which you yeah, I mean, I think initially well. they were kind of like an exploration in you know, different aesthetic things that I was into. Whereas, I mean, I think actually it's become more sort of profound over time or become, you know, you sort of, uh, you realise it has meaning, meanings that you didn't realise it had. But I think at first it was about having sort of, you know, very spare, very flat, very graphic elements, but then bringing in, you know, really sort of abstract expressionist, sort of romantic and, yeah, like wistful almost. Right, right. Bits. Um and I think um, I actually I didn't paint for many years and I worked in moving image. And I think in some way they probably do relate to that in that they relate to probably the screen and they relate to pixels and they relate to film and, you know, kind of cinematography. And, you know, because I, I guess the paintings are all very much about beautiful compositions as well. Uh, right. Yeah. But there is a kind of conflict. It's like kind of they're quite conflicted in a way, but it's about trying to bring these things together. Um, somehow these different elements. Yeah, it's interesting, and I found that um, with um, w- w- one of the major things I think is is that y- you really do play with space and, and picture plane, which is you know really really interesting. And you know the idea of like some of it's very spatial, you know, as you know like realistic or sort of um, you know I, c- I can walk out or enter that space, you know, with whether it's, you know, visually and, you know, or physically mm-hmm. in some way, you know, at least in my mind. And and then there's this, like, the, then there's the picture planes, which involve, I guess, more of the two-dimensional side of things, like in painting in general, mm-hmm. um, you know, the masking and, and the drips and, and the running paint. And, you know, it, it's it's very interesting to to, to, uh, to experience. Um, and, you know, for, uh, it, it'll be... It'll be uh, like I said, it'll be great to see them in person someday, and I hope that happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ho- yeah, ho- hopefully they do have that spatial thing, because they're quite large, some of them, so, you know, I think they're kind of, you know, they're quite um, imposing, and I I think, actually, I see them, I try and com- balance the compositions in quite a flat way, but actually, they're sort of, I mean, they're often, some of them are, are take months to make, and some of them happen really quickly, but they're kind of very many layered. And the, right, the right. pixels aren't actually masked. They're like, I mean, I, it probably shows that I'm completely insane, but they're like, you know, just meticulously painted each one. Sort of. Right, right. Yeah, that's interesting. And it's very, uh, I mean, well, it has a sort of, uh, you know, hard edge geometric sort of feeling within the painting, but also the organic and drippy sort of, uh, did I say organic already or inorganic? I don't know. But anyway, I'm losing myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that I did, um, when I first started painting again, because I didn't paint for many years, and um, I, did, yeah. I curated a show, actually, that was, like, trying to make sense of, like, the, my influences and things that I was into. And I, in that show, I had, like, younger artists, but I had everyone from, like, Peter Lanyon, who's, a, like, a English 50s abstract expressionist painter, and Gillian Ayres, who's a very unfashionable English abstract expressionist painter. But I also had Peter Savile, in it, who's like, he did the album covers for Joy Division, he's like a really amazing. Oh, okay, wow. So, you know, I guess I kind of, I've got, you know, quite a broad influence of from like design and film and fashion and as well right. as sort of deep love of, of painting. Um, sure, yeah. Um, 
No, let me see. Uh, I guess I'll jump to one of the questions. And um, now, I, I guess in some way you did. You know, you've been mentioning a couple of these things. But what 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 would you say feeds your work more? Would you say your other work, looking at art, um, just general life, or something other than that? Um, I think it's funny actually because I think um, you sometimes don't realize till later the things that have fed your work. Um, but yeah, I, I guess, you know, consciously, I think looking at other painters and other uh, specifically kind of um, older painters of, often uh, definitely feeds my work. But, I mean, I also look at, um, you know, a lot of film and uh, I guess I was saying like cinematography and um, I find architecture, modernist architecture, really, really inspiring and fashion. And, I mean, I guess where I live, I find inspiring. So, um I suppose consciously it's probably looking at other work and other artists, but um, right. I've realised that um, I did a job that I didn't uh, for many in moving image for a long time, and for a long time I didn't see really a connection with that to my painting, and now it seems really apparent those connections. So I guess it's all you know, it all goes in there somehow, doesn't it? And you know, right, right. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, sometimes you get it, you know, two years later, and you're like, oh, and then you look at your work and you think. Oh, I see. I see where you know what I'm influenced by, or, or it was always there, part of my life. But I, I didn't. Yeah. You know, you necessarily don't think it always makes it in there deliberately, but sometimes it's unconscious. Or yeah, I mean, I looked at some paintings of mine that I made when I was like 20, and uh, I hadn't thought about them for years. They're tiny little, tiny little paintings um, at my mum's house, and I looked at them. And I thought, well, that's exactly what I'm trying to do now. Still, like. Oh wow! Long, yeah. You know, a long time later. So. Right. There's these threads, aren't there? They're not always. Oh, I love I love that word when when talking about art and you know body of work or something. It's um it's a good word. I like that mm. um, and a good way to think about it. You know, it's yeah. Um, how um how how do you uh, deal with a, a creative block or, or do you find yourself in a creative block ever? I'm usually in denial about it and I try and keep yeah. working my way through it. Uh, <laughs> But I guess I try and go and look at other work or, you know, go and, I don't know, meet with other artists and, or, um, I don't know, just do simple things like go for a run or, yeah, or do domestic things and try, but, but usually I'll sort of just try and battle through it in the studio. Um, right, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I have to do my paid work, so I have certain periods where I'm able to paint all the time. And if I'm having a creative block, it's like, I don't know. I probably make bad work in those periods, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> and only realise it's happened later. But yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a tough thing to deal with for, for you know uh, at times, and but I guess it helps having other uh, distractions or healthy distractions in some way. Yeah. Just think really, just simple life things like you know seeing friends and cooking and you know right. Yeah. Yeah. Going for a walk or something. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, um, when uh, when do you feel like you fell in love with art or feel like you became an artist? Um, I thought about that. I think uh, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. I think when I was a kid, um, I came into contact with uh, most of the people I knew were not artistic, but I guess I came into contact with other families or other people that were artists. And I remember being completely kind of enchanted by that and by those people. But also I have this specific memory of winning a painting competition when I was about nine. I was at the primary school and the secondary school art teacher judged it. And this was like, 
I don't know. Wow. Very meaningful. Sure. I think I had a really strong sense that I was an artist probably up until, you know, my mid-twenties. And then I really sort of lost a sense of being an artist for a long time. Um, and for some inexplicable reason, later on when I was sort of 33 or 34 or something, then I kind of felt that again and just started making yeah. work again. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. Um, I guess in some way, you know, as, as much as, you know, we may deny it, it really doesn't go away. Yeah, it doesn't go yeah. away. I did deny it yeah. all the time. Uh, right. Yeah. So, uh, it's... It was. We I, may not put it. Into what I was doing wasn't it wasn't enough, but I yeah, it took me quite a long time to get back on track. But yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting to see what you know, uh, figure out what gets in the way or you know what have you. But you know, it's, like I said, I think it's always there, and um, we may not you know sort of put it into practice, but you know, we we uh, you know. We, we we can't put it down <laughs> for too long. Oh, I made creative, um, but you know, commercial creative work in that time, and that was all kind of actually, uh, you know, work with film and things, and that was all really important. I now realise, but yeah, there was always something lacking. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, I, you know, I worked as a uh, you know interior painting and things like that, like straight painting, and yeah, um, you know, I. I uh, and that was interesting because, you know, it was also some mural art, like interior murals. And um, this, even with that, where you, you, you kind of view that artistic expression is kind of removed, you know, and you know, meaning from the straight painting, just the interior painting, like, you know, mm. cutting in around the windows and, you know, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but you're still using a brush and, and, you know, sometimes you get those those little drips and whatnot and, and somehow, you know, that, that, you know, that, that, that satisfies something for a moment. And, uh, I, I don't know, uh, at least for me it was maybe, you know, it's, it, maybe it doesn't take much to, to satisfy me. But, no, I uh, think, and also jobs like that, you have your mind free, don't you? Your mind is. Yeah. You, you, I used to think of ideas when I was doing that. Yeah. 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 It's really interesting. Um, now let me ask you how, how, how do you feel the computer, or the internet helps or hurts an artist? Mm, I mean, I love the computer. I really, I think it's a great thing. And I guess it's really helpful in terms of, it's helpful to a point in terms of putting your work out there in terms of like a website and um, getting images out there. But it is, uh, for me, it's quite limited in that respect because I feel that it's not, um, it doesn't convey, it doesn't convey the painting fully. It never can. But I think it's, it's great because you can have an understanding of what's going on around you from your computer. I mean, for me, I use the computer to make my work. And I think it can be a bit distracting. You know, I think, like, if you're in the studio, the computer's not a good thing. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, oh, iPhone is not a good thing. But um, I, I feel like, you know, it's part of, it's just part of our world. And it's, like, not something that, I, well, I, not something that I can deny. It's just part of, like... Sure. my culture and my consciousness and um and i guess it's also helped me to make connections with other artists because i've yeah i've only been making yeah. work for sort of the last five or six years again and it's really helped me to make contact with other artists and you know yeah like, it's really great for that like connecting and stuff yeah but yeah interestingly i don't do facebook or things like that that those things i'm a bit old-fashioned about um yeah it, it's tough i mean i I do a lot on the internet and, um, you know, the, you know, for me, the, it's good and bad things. I mean, wh- you know, what, 
the podcast itself is an amazingly great thing for, for me to be involved in. Mm. And, and yet, you know, there's, there's some other things where, you know, like you said, it is, if it's in the studio, forget it. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> you know, it, unless you have some serious uh, willpower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, my excuse is, oh, the paint's drying, I can sit down. Yeah, no, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's not good. But, um, but yeah. But yeah. <laughs> um, now I know. Uh, well, well, well. Thank you for bringing up some artists, and that was going to be one of my questions. But uh, I guess I'll ask you if uh, how important do you feel formal art training uh, is to an artist? Um, gosh, this is quite. Diff- it's a difficult question, isn't it? I, I've only done ever done a BA, uh, which is a degree in painting, right. in and I did it like twenty years ago. Um, and it's funny because at the time I didn't. And I did it in London at St Martin's, and I also did a year in Berlin at the uh, the art school there. And again, it's been one of those things where I didn't really understand the importance of that so much at the right. time. But right. latterly, having returned to painting, I realised what a, you know such a kind of I don't know seminal important thing it was for me, especially in terms of like my the peers that I I met and my friends and um, yeah. I mean, I personally, I didn't have the greatest, it wasn't the greatest experience and it's taken me a long time to kind of make sense of all that. But I think that for me, that was to do with, um, it was in the early 90s and uh, painting was fairly unfashionable and I was painting and, you know. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I do think it's it's fairly important, but I think it's different for different artists. I mean, for some, some artists, you know, they're kind of more about, you know, wanting to be sort of more critically engaged and conceptually engaged, and um, that's a huge part of their work. Obviously, everybody has to be to some degree or another, um, but I guess, you know, not everybody is going to want to or need to do a PhD, but well, for some other people, that might be really, really important. So, um, right. but I think, I, I personally do think that, you know, some formal art training is is important, but I think it, it's actually up to the individual artist, up to what level that you want to take that and when you know yeah that well that's interesting i mean just when you mentioned that it was i was just thinking for myself i you know uh i went to a community college here and and um you know and i was uh late teens early 20s and then and then i went on to you know sort of a full-time art school um and i i believe i was about 23 or 24 somewhere around there and and um i, I at the time i was thinking wow i'm glad i'm a little bit older um, just a touch, you know, than most, mm. you know, um, the majority of, you know, the average college art school, you know, student, you know, like just out of high school kind of thing. Uh, I don't think I would have been able to handle it, you know, and, and not that I handled it anyway <laughs> at that age, but. No, but it's um, very true, actually. I was too, well, my fa- art foundation was really, really important, actually. I missed that bit out. That was, you know, really charged and uh, had yeah, really, really yeah. excited and exciting teachers who were really into painting, and it was really, really important. Um, but actually, I think when I went to do my BA, I was too young and I was too vulnerable to really kind of like deal with yeah, like, being an serious. artist, basically. Yeah. And I think actually, it for, in my life, it took me till my you know mid thirties to be kind of not tough enough, but mature enough, or you know. Right. I mean, there's so many things, you know, there's so many issues or, or you know, things that affect you or, or influence you. Um, you know, I, I still feel challenged that uh, dealing with the idea of, you know, how do I 
still, you know, it's it's almost embarrassing for me to say, but um, trying to use my influences in the best way possible within my own voice and it sort of thing, mm. you know, without sort of just mimicking, you know, verbatim what's been done before, which, you know, I guess is not important to everyone, but, you know, I, I do want to have some sort of a, a current conversation in a way with, with the work, you know, personally, but... Um, and that's something I guess that happens along the way. Um, and, you know, also with, you know, the training that you received and everything else, it's, it all has a hand in it, but. Yeah, I guess it is different for different people. They kind of get it together, I guess, at different points, don't they? So some people are like lucky and they go, they go through art school quite young and they, and then they kind of, you know, they evolve and mature just through that process. But for some other people, it takes longer and, and um, and I certainly think that if people go and do MAs and things like that, then that's it's great to do it a bit later when you probably fully appreciate, you know, yeah. the the advantages and the you know the kind of I guess the you know how how lucky you are to have those um, facilities and you know. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I mean, it's a great opportunity too. I mean, some you know whether it's a print shop or you know a, a wood shop or you know those kinds of things just to. You know, and, then, and and not only to not just to use wood or, or you know ink or what have you in, in a um, in a uh, practical or functional way, but but in a um, sort of uh, expressive way or, or you know to revolve around certain ideas and aesthetics. That's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, uh, here it's time for my um, well, which appears, and I I tend to mention it a lot as my favorite or introduce it as my favorite question, but. Do you feel that you can use three to five words to describe your work? It's a really, really um, difficult one. Um, the words that I think that I would like to use most would be uh, romantic, voluptuous, complex, excessive, and spare. Oh, I, I love that word spare. Um, and, it, and it kind of uh, confuses me a little bit, and I don't know why. Um, um in a previous interview, uh, an artist had brought that up, and and you know, and I also said that I was like, I was completely dumbfounded, and I was kind of like, huh, <laughs> you know, like I don't know how, I don't know how to receive that, but um, I don't know. Do you think you could clear that up for uh, for the host that that doesn't understand much about the English language? <laughs> I really like the word spare, and it's something yeah, yeah. I'm constantly um, striving towards, and and rarely achieve. Um, I think it's a kind of uh what's the word? Uh, I can't think of the word. It's like a kind of it's as though something is just conveyed in a simple terms and is stripped back, pared down away as possible. Yeah. It would you uh when when um I, I feel like I'm slowly grasping it or, or slowly wrapping my brain around it but would um would the, uh, say an extension of that would would it be essential or or, or in a way or yeah, or is that too kind of i guess it's uh, there is another word and I'm, I'm struggling to find it um yeah i guess it is essential it's, it's kind of essential and it's kind of minimal but it isn't minimal it's just right right very Strip, yeah, strip back. Honest in some way. Honest, like a, yeah, and I guess like yeah. you know, if you're just trying to convey something, then you just convey it in the simplest 
possible way with no I mean this is absolutely the opposite of what I mostly do with my painting hilarious <laughs> <laughs> but I'm realizing with my work that what I was trying to do was to convey everything into one painting yeah but, well they're complex and, and yet it's not overbearing in my my humble opinion oh well that's, um, that's in other well, words yeah I, I'm realizing now that maybe some of them can be incredibly complex and over obsessive and excessive and and then some of them can be really spare, so they're just, I mean, right. maybe if I showed you some photographs of the newer work, that would make more sense. But I made some smaller works that are on the website that I think are quite spare in that they're just... Right, yeah, yeah. they're not uh, as much going on in a way. Yeah, not so much going on, but I, hope, but, you, but I guess you'd hope that it would have the same, like, punch or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or as the yeah. bigger, but yeah, it's... I, I know I'm going to remember the other word that explained the word spare as soon as I come out of this conversation, but I can't think what it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> words are tough. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I like words, and, and um, I tend to use the same ones over and over again, so hope it do- hope it doesn't get too boring uh, or redundant. But, um, you know, one of the things with the, the, you know, the interviews here and the discussions that, you know, I it's, a, it's, a, it's truly amazing how artists, you know, use words in order to discuss the work. And just to talk about it and try to describe it, and and it's really, I'm, I, I think I'm learning more about communication in the English language that I did in high school, you know, through this project. <laughs> yeah. Which is really great because it's in it's in the field, you know what I mean? Like it's really, it's really how how we use it day to day, you know, not how we should use it as according to some sort of like grammatically correct, you know, sort of. Uh, you know regurgitation or something if that makes any sense yeah i mean that's right because actually i didn't write it down but there was a it was a really good quote that i found from patrick heron that basically said you know you can't you can't talk about painting but you I mean you can but it's kind of like at odds isn't it because people usually paint because they're not particularly brilliant about talking about exactly it's like, great and it's funny I, I i spoke with another artist um and uh you know he he had asked me about that and i started to to, to go into it and and I thought, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, with the podcast because I thought, well, you know, Harry, I'm trying to talk about art, but I almost don't think you can. So I'm a hypocrite or something. <laughs> like, it's also it? interesting to talk to other artists because I think because I didn't have a, I went, I did my degree, but I didn't do that. You know, I didn't get on that brilliantly with it, and I was really scared to talk about. Yeah, I work so because I thought there was a certain language and I think I've realised since making work and talking to other artists that you know um, and I read actually a, um, a lot of writing by Matthew Collins who, who wrote Blimey and It Hurts I don't know if you've read his oh yeah no no and his writing is just so brilliant because it's just so straightforward and it just so cuts through so much stuff and it makes right. it feel like I don't know it's not this sort of secret right right yeah it's not that it's inside sort of alienating you know, experience. Yeah, yeah, because I think it felt like that a bit to me when I was younger. Um, yeah, and it's it, for me, it, it's tough to expose yourself, and you know, because you're already doing it with your work, and then you're going to talk about it. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's it, you know, I, personally, I felt like I, I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not but, easy. Yeah, right, right. So, but that's interesting. Um. um well, that seems to be the end of the official questions, and uh, it was um, certainly certainly great to connect with you. And um, let me let me just ask you: you're in, and um, for the sake of uh, 
getting it right, uh, your 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 URL, the web address is um, ClairePrice.com? Yes, that's right, and yeah. No, no, I and Claire. No, I and Claire. That's right. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I just want to thank you, and um, I guess if um, you know, if you, if you, uh, I understand if you have to go, but that's pretty much all I would need for the recording. Great. And, oh, I've got uh, yeah. my favorite art quote. Oh, you do have one. I do have one. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't have that on the list, and I, 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 I try to. Uh, Sometimes I don't ask that because I don't like to put people on the spot if they don't have it. So, but that's great. Okay, then. Only that uh, I found, I found one and one that I, that I, um, one that I really like, which is not a full art quote, and it's 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 just, it's more how I feel about painting, which is um, okay. A poem is never finished, only abandoned, which is by Paul Valéry, a French critic and poet. But I really like that in terms of painting because I feel. That my paintings are probably never finished, but they are. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I've I've never heard that, and I've heard something similar as when it when it talks about you know actually you know a painting a particular painting probably a specific one and you know when it's when does you know when does it get finished? But I really like that, and you know thank you for sharing that. That's uh, as you probably saw that my eyes my my eyebrows went right to my uh, hairline. <laughs> 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 and I have one. And, uh, I had one more quote, which was I really liked, which is Bridget Riley, who is a, also I didn't mention on my list of favorite artists, but she definitely is. But and that is just painting is, I think, inevitably an archaic activity and one that depends on spiritual values, which I really, I just really like that. It's quite simple, yeah, that's, simple and unfashionable, but but nice. Right. Yeah. Well, a, a lot of um, I think what's what's happened in the discussion between us has has pointed at you know the, the the lack of filler that is needed in, in almost any kind of commentary any kind of visual um, expression or, or the image and etc and on and on and on mm. which is really nice and uh, you know um, it's been a great great time talking to you yeah um, thank you so much for oh certainly thank you. Um, well again thank you for sharing so much and and uh, it's been great to connect with you again and from across the pond, as they say, is that is that how it goes? That's how it goes, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or, or it's not. It's a little bit bigger than a pond, but I, I guess um, that was. Uh, I don't know, which I have yet to cross. So ah, someday soon. Yeah, you um, London's a brilliant place, actually. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I, I have two destinations and it's there, and and then uh, probably Berlin and mm. you know surrounding surrounding areas. You know, I mean, there's there's a ton. But as far as art's concerned, I really, really need to get to those two destinations and before I'm 50, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a long yeah. way, isn't it? I, yeah. Where are you based? Well, it's just, I'm sorry? Where are you based in the States? I'm in Massachusetts, um, you know, the East Coast, Northeast, uh, mm-hmm. you know, New England. Ah, uh, New England in the fall. There's nothing like it. Please visit ClarePrice.com for more on her work. And don't forget ArtCast.com, A-H-T cast.com for visuals and links and don't forget the www thanks so much this has been Artcast thank you from me your host Philip J. Mellon keep the dialogue going <laughs>